Welcome back inside the secret Gibby headquarters here at beautiful Belleville, Ontario for another edition of Gibby's Football Podcast. I am your host, Zach McGibbon. We are back. It's been a while. Been out for a couple of months. Uh, just kind of lo- looming around in the offseason. We had the free agency analysis. We had the draft analysis. A lot has happened the last couple of months, but we're finally here. A new season of NFL football is upon us. And we are going to break down everything, division by division. And we'll even make picks for week one. And to join me on this adventure for uh, this upcoming season, previewing uh, the week one season uh, season of the NFL, and also uh, the rest of the season coming up, I've got our good friend, Danny T, back on the show. Danny, yes, it's, uh, it's always good to talk with you, my friend. How are you doing today? Always a pleasure doing good. You know, we just, uh, you know, we just uh, wrapped up the work week, but uh, work is never done because, uh, you know, hopefully uh, all seven listeners, they can take something out of this and uh, <laughs> take it to the bank and win some money. You know, we're, right. we're, we're about football, but we're also about making money here. You know, of we course. need a side hustle. Yeah, absolutely. We're radio people. So any sort of <laughs> income we can get, uh, we will take. Um, yes. Uh, but uh yeah, it's it's been a little bit. Uh, Danny, how are things going with you? How have you been preparing yourself for the upcoming season? I know that uh, you've tried to entice me with some uh, promo offers with different sports books to get me involved and into the sports yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, how's yeah. it going for you? Oh, it's uh, you know it's uh, going. We're just uh, we just sat down and made sure that we had everything ready to go. Uh, you'll be happy to know that. Uh, my number one wide receiver on my fantasy team is in fact a Dallas Cowboy. So, you know, I was, uh, I was surprised that old CD fell to me and went, uh, went fifth. B. John Robinson was not there. I'd been planning since November to draft him alas, but I always make sure I have a break glass in case of emergency plan. So (laughs) we're rolling with Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb and the Brownie. There you go. I mean, Hey, Nick Chubb, all reliable in fantasy football leagues. He's can get you yeah. some yards. He can, can deliver for you in uh, key spots weekly. And so not bad. You know, obviously he's, he's a little bit on the latter half of his prime. He's 26. Probably. So he's got one more season. Yeah. He's got one more season before, uh, the before inevitable the running back the class. treatment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm also in the thick of a uh, fantasy football season. I have done, I want to say four different drafts uh, since since August, and I have one more draft I got to do tomorrow as we're recording, so that will make it for five different <laughs> uh, fantasy football teams. I may like this fantasy football thing a little too much, uh, maybe just a little, but you know, like it. Um, with the fantasy football, though, you know, you got to be yeah, you got to be diligent because this year. After round four, there was nothing left. You know, it yeah. feels like all the NFL talent is like, where is everybody? You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but uh, fortunately, I got uh, I got uh, two stud receivers there. Uh, took uh, took Chris Olave in round three there to pair with CD Lamb. So good. That's a know. good pick. Well, Olave's on a lot of my fantasy teams as well. I'm a big Chris Olave guy. I because. I was, I had the old I had a lot of balls in the air. I was like, well, you know, do I drink the Kool-Aid on Garrett Wilson? Ultimately, I didn't get that chance because I wasn't going to take him at five. He ended right. up going in the first round in my draft, but he took Pollard and uh and a lot and uh Wilson at the turn. Left a lot of good guys on the board, but you know, 
Nobody wants to hear us bullshit about our fantasy teams. You know, everybody <laughs> wants to get into the nitty gritty. That's right. Because everybody out there is itching for content. That's right. And uh, especially in the case of Gibby's football podcast, there's been a couple of months without some content. So we're going to give the content here in a moment. But because, there we go. because you are a regular here, Danny T, and I always hear it every time I bring you on, I need to know what the latest garden gnome situation is like at your place. All right. So actually... We uh, so my fiance and I we got engaged there back in back in December. Yeah, and you know, and we so we're going through all the wedding planning, and you know, da 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 da. She comes to cake toppers. She's like, "What do you want to do with cake toppers?" I was like, "Well, you know, we kind of have a thing. You know, we're 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 well known for gnomes. So what if we get two gnomes to put on top of the cake?" She's like, "Oh my god, it is genius." So. <laughs> We're we're gonna have two ki- two two gnome cake two little gnomes on top of the cake. I love so it. So those are the latest additions to the gnome family. And uh, you know, Christmas is coming up here, November eleventh. All the gnomes they come out come out of hiding. Huh? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. They start to slowly make their way onto the front yard. <laughs> Uh, and I think that is perfect. That uh, we got them all. We got them all around the house. Yeah, I love it. I think that's perfect. That the garden gnome is on top of the wedding cake. Exactly. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> um, but uh, hey, enough uh, enough of the chatter. As you mentioned, uh, let's just get into the football season here. It's coming up. We're recording on a Tuesday night. Uh, Thursday night is the first game of the season with, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. We're going to get into a week one picks in a moment, but first we're going to break down each division uh, going on and we're going to make uh, some analysis on the different teams who's going to, who we think is going to win that respective division. We're going to start in the AFC and we're going to start in the AFC East. Uh, a, a kind of a big hitter division, I, I think it's fair to say, which is crazy to say because it doesn't include the Patriots in this. I know we're a couple of years away from Brady now at this point, but uh I look at this division now, obviously the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, and the New England Patriots. Uh, I look at the Bills, and uh, you know they didn't make too many big, high-profile moves in the offseason. Um, they were more concerned on what was going to happen with Stephon Diggs, and did he want out, and uh, it seems like everything, the, the, the fences have been mended between Stephon Diggs and the organization. Um, really the talk of the division though has to be the New York Jets. Obviously, the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers, a long, drawn out process to get to Aaron Rodgers, but we got there. And obviously, uh Dalvin Cook also being brought in as well as part of the offense, and uh, a couple other notable receivers uh being brought in, Alan Lazard from the Packers. Um, and so they really loaded up this offense trying to move on. I know Zach Wilson's still the backup, but they try to get a new look. And also a new offensive coordinator, a familiar name, Nathaniel Hackett, the former head coach for the Denver Broncos. A very uh, to steal from Sean Payne, a very unspectacular uh, run in Denver. A lot of hype around this Jets squad going into this season. Uh, can they pull it together? Can they be a Super Bowl contender? Is what I've heard the most. Um, but uh, elsewhere in this division, you got the Miami Dolphins, who uh, helped out on their defensive side specifically at defensive coordinator, um, making the upgrade there and also bringing in Jalen Ramsey. Obviously injured for the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, But with all the acquisitions they made on offense, the defense, while some good players, especially on the defensive line, 
some weapons that they needed to add in there to try and make us more of an all-around team to be competitive in the division and the New England Patriots where it just seems like I'm not sure in my mind what Bill Belichick is the identity is it seems like it's still very much defense this could be a last chance year for Mac Jones to really prove himself before they move on we thought maybe Bailey Zappi was somebody that would sneak in but uh, now he's cut with Malik Cunningham and uh, this Patriots practice, squad, practice squad is, with you. exactly, and and uh, it's it's a very unpredictable squad. Uh, so looking at this division, uh, Danny T, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to bring up? What what I may have missed that uh, needs to be brought up uh, with any of these teams of this division? Well, well, we did forget a uh, key acquisition that the New England Patriots did in fact make. They actually decided that this year. Um, you got to hire an offensive coordinator, and they brought in a uh, very familiar face with uh, Billy O'Brien. Yep. You know, very, you know, he had a very successful run with the Texans there and uh, obviously rebuilt his brand down in Alabama, attached his name to Mac Jones. So bringing bring a, a familiar face for the kid. Um, so that might be the biggest acquisition uh, in the division on the offseason. Uh, you know, people say that Billy O is a quack, but he he has the technology to rebuild Mac Jones and bring him back to what we saw in his in his rookie year, where he was completing about sixty five percent of his throws, which is really all you can ask for in this day and age. If you can't complete sixty percent of your throws, you're probably not an NFL quarterback today. So, for sure, and and Mac really didn't have that stability there. His weapons aren't exactly otherworldly. I know they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, but as we've kind of seen, especially in Pittsburgh, he's not necessarily a wide receiver one in my mind. He's more a real solid complement as a wide receiver two. Um, Antonio Brown called it. Antonio Brown said it from day (laughs) one when he walked out. He's like, child, you are not right. You are not a number one receiver in the NFL. Yeah, well, when you throw everything at the wall, something's <laughs> bound to stick, especially in the case of Antonio Brown. Um, Very wisdomous but, man, that a, that AB. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that man running my franchise, as we've learned in the arena football. Hey, hey, I, hey that's uh, that's borderline slave labor, you know. He brings in, uh, you know, he brings in all these people to work for his arena football team league, and he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't pay anybody. Yeah. I think that's a great business model. <laughs> yeah, especially when that uh, that team was a successful uh, organization that had won the championship the year earlier. Uh, <laughs> a great idea to bring in Antonio Brown to make uh, executive decisions on where the oh, yeah. uh, football team yeah. should go. Uh, but uh, yeah, kind of looking at this division, if you were to ask me, I still think it's the Bills to win. Um, it, the Jets make things interesting. I love the defense that they have there. A young defense. Uh, they just re-signed uh, Quinn and Williams, uh, and obviously Sauce Gardner is a guy to keep an eye on in terms of his elevation. He's already arguably one of the top defensive backs in the NFL, and he's only a year in. Uh, he can presumably only get better from here. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout between the Jets and the Bills to win this division, but I'm ultimately going to pick the Bills to win this. I think they're built uh, in a win-now mode right now, um, and barring any sort of significant injury to Josh Allen, um, and once Vaughn Miller returns to that defense later this, this season from his injury last year, um, I think the bills will continue to be, uh, a familiar team, uh, in the playoffs. And it's going to be a big season for them in terms of, uh, 
getting past the conference f- uh, championship, the AFC championship, and and moving on to the Super Bowl. Well, you know, the, the first thing they're going to have to do is they're going to have to learn how to run the football. Uh, McDermott has been there for six years. He cannot get this offensive line right, and you can't have Josh Allen as your running game. It's just it's not going to happen. When it comes to the Jets, I'm here to see the world burn. I, I like watching the world burn, you know, and uh, <laughs> this Jets team has all the making of something that is going to implode miraculously. Uh, you know, Nate Hackett, not very good at any, at any stop that he's ever been to. Uh, you know, he, he learned how to sling the ball down by 30 when he was with Blake Bortles. But, uh, again, not very great. Uh, Sala, do we, do we think that he can be a head coach? He says a lot of stupid stuff. If you've been watching hard knocks, you know, he's like, he's, he's a walking, he's a walking cliche, which, you know, eventually guys are going to. Tune, tune out there um to me you know this is my this is Miami's division you know they got the uh they, they got the offense the offensive coach that you know he says hilarious stuff you know not stupid not stupid stuff uh <laughs> you know Mike McDaniel he's a he's a, a great smart cat that uh knows how to run that Shanahan offense and in that offense you don't need a great quarterback you just need a competent quarterback that'll do what you tell him and Tua is exactly that, you know. You let Waddle and uh, and uh, Tyree Kill do all the all the heavy lifting, and everything will be all right. The yeah, Jets and, very well finished last in this division. Yeah, it, and that's the thing with the Jets because you never want to get too caught up in the hype with the New York Jets. Well, look uh, what happened to the Denver Broncos, you know. Exactly. Uh, you mean to tell me trading for a veteran quarterback, a lot of hype that eventually going to take them over the hump and and bring him to that next level with a team that was known for defense coming in. You, well, you think you think that's a, a recipe for disaster? Aaron can be all right if he puts the bong down here, okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> not a big ayahuasca user, I, I imagine. <laughs> you know, like, well, you know, he's the the California the California stoner. You know, he's a, he's a wa- walking, uh, you know, walking stereotype. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, uh, for all the wrestling fans that listen in. Uh, he's starting to look more and more like CM Punk. Like he's got a little bit of gray in his beard, <laughs> no, no. and we know he could be grumpy. We've seen it uh, on on the field where he could get real grumpy. So I, I'm just waiting for that inevitable Aaron Rodgers. Where are you? As after a throw, and it just doesn't exactly land on target. Um, and here's the thing: last year I was riding the Miami Dolphins train. You know me; I was all on board with it. I, I loved the acquisitions they made. I was a big fan of Mike McDaniel coming in, as you mentioned, implementing the Shanahan offense and understanding the weapons that he had in both Waddle and, and, and Tyree kill really the big question for me with Miami uh, is Tua, and I, I, I really think the injury concerns is, is something to talk about with him. I know it's kind of a, an argument and, and talking point that's been, done to death with him but i but really it is something where i am concerned about if he could stay healthy on the field i know that the dolphins went out and got mike white as their backup and mike white legendary jet that's right looked very good in replacement of uh, zach wilson last season and so i'm sure in a better offense like i'm sure he will do better than skylar thompson did when he filled in and for the two minutes that teddy bridgewater was in uh for miami so I'm I'm fairly confident that 
he would do better in that role. But uh, having said that, uh, I I look at the I look at this Miami team and I do see them as a sneaky wild card team, and that could definitely be competitive um, and and really do some damage. But I, the question really does go back to to a tongue of Aloha and his ability to stay on the field and and not get a concussion. And we've seen how uh, easy once you get the first one, it's easier to get the second one and the third one. And there was so much conversation around Tua last year, and uh, I think this is going to be a big year for him in terms of trying to prove that he could stay in the league, be healthy in the league, um, and and be somebody that uh, you know he 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 can be the quarterback for a franchise. Well, you know, fortunately, you know, if uh, Tua can't stay healthy, you got uh, not only do you have Caleb Williams there, you have, uh, you know, you have a whole plethora of college quarterbacks that you can choose from. How about the Pac-12, by the way? Did you did you watch any Pac-12 football this weekend? I didn't watch uh, Pac-12 football unless you count the the Colorado game. If yeah, so, so technically so like, Pac-12. The, the the Pac-12 quarterbacks were absolutely fantastic. Now this yeah. is this is all a shame because the Pac-12 is dead. Yeah, uh, as of next year. But no, uh, you know, Shadad Sanders, he did uh, he did all right. You know, you got Bo Nix, out in or- the Oregon kid. You yeah. know, so they got their they. There's going to be at least five or six first round quarterbacks this year. And uh, so, if Tua can't stay healthy, it's it's adios. You know, they yeah. might actually replace him with you know Tonga Vailoa, who decided to stay at Maryland last yeah. year and yeah. you know not come out. Talia yeah, Tonga Vailoa is uh, uh, so. uh, Yes, I uh, I did watch a little bit of college football over the weekend. I guess if you again if you count the Colorado uh, TCU game as uh, me watching Pac-12 football, then yes, I did. Um, I, uh, I thought Shadur Sanders was, uh, quite something and a hunter there, uh, the dual threats, both on offense and defense. I don't know how long that's going to last. I don't imagine not very much long. longer, but not very in, long <laughs> in terms of a first impression. I was uh, blown away with his ability. Uh, he was out there for a, over a hundred snaps. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, money hunter as I would like to call him, but, uh, no, like, you know, like, like, you know, as great as Sanders was, you know, I tell everybody, you know, we got, we got to pump the brakes here, you know, TCU, yep. not the, like, I know everybody remembers all oh, TCU. They, you know, they lost to Georgia and all that. It's like, yeah, calm down. Not the same TCU team, not the same TCU team. That TCU team also had a very soft schedule, by the way, yeah. and had one NFL player who, is a who isn't even starting in the NFL? Yes, because <laughs> you know, Quinton Johnston is still behind Josh Palmer, good old Canadian boy. Yeah. So you know, so this TCU team is absolute garbage. But hey, you know, yeah, if if you look good against garbage, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see how he does when he handles a real defense because Nebraska is up here on the schedule next. That is true, and and uh, Nebraska team that has the. Uh, Former Panthers head coach there, Matt Rule, also uh, taking over, uh, mm-hmm. and a guy that has uh, previous success uh, in college football. Um, I think it is something to be commended for in terms of you know Colorado last year. I think we, I think we kind of undersell just how awful they were as a squad last year, and to be able to turn it around and you know even with Dion going in there with uh, his, he had a couple of years there at the HBCU, Jackson State. Um, but uh, to be able to turn that organization around and to at least beat a ranked team, 
Uh, I still think that is something to commend uh, Colorado for because they needed something uh, to kind of get that program. Oh yeah, like, they call it, like no nobody ta- nobody talks Colorado. No, no exactly. The last <laughs> time that they were somewhat re- relevant uh, was when Joel Klatt was the quarterback for Colorado in the mid two thousands. <laughs> you could go further if you want to do uh, Cornell oh, yeah. Stewart as well. It's just like they, they, it's been a while since they've been relevant. So. Uh, but yeah, Pac-12 quarterbacks, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, just uh, unloading. I'm actually surprised how well Bo Nix is doing. Like the first couple of years of his college career, I thought Bo Nix was going to be one of those guys that was like a five-star recruit coming out of college that didn't pan out, but he makes the transfer over to Oregon, and all of a sudden it's he seems to have just clicked. And yeah. uh, good for him. He is a guy that uh, I think people will look at uh, in the upcoming draft. You know, some, um, you know, sometimes that's all it takes, you know, like, Joe Burrow couldn't couldn't beat out Dwayne Hoskins, and then he goes to LSU and only puts together the greatest college football season of all time. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, but uh, that's college football. Yeah. Head back to uh, the NFL. We're gonna stick in the AFC. We're gonna go north. Go check out the AFC North, which I think is the most loaded division in terms of teams uh, in football. Uh, where I it really could go a lot of different ways. There's one team I think is a very much a sleeper team that I'm fascinated to see how they grow this year. Um, but we'll talk about it. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, you, you look at, you know, in the case of the Bengals, there was that initial scare with Joe Burrow. Uh, he had that, uh, some thought that he had, uh, toward ACL right at the start, and things were just going to go downhill for the Bengals. It ends up being just a little bit of a scare. He's likely going to play uh, the first week uh, this season. And uh, look at the other teams in the division here. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they've got a new look at offensive coordinator with Todd Munkin there. Uh, we might see a little bit more of a passing game coming from Lamar Jackson. And he's shown he the ability to throw, but uh, I, I think it's fair to say that that offense started to get predictable on what uh, they were going to run. And so now maybe Munkin, who is a guy that coming from Georgia, uh, the previously mentioned Georgia, uh, that uh, has some good offensive expertise and maybe he could translate that at the NFL. Um, I think that will be fascinating to watch. And again, uh, obviously the signing of OBJ. Is OBJ still a wide receiver one in 2023? They're certainly OBJ paying him like hasn't one. been a OBJ hasn't been an NFL receiver since 2018. Yeah, we, not no no love for the for the Rams we, run. We 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 can we we can put OJ we can put OBJ to to rest here. He hasn't been he hasn't been a consistent relevant NFL player since 2018. He's been great on Instagram. You know, <laughs> may, may, he's got he's got that big brand. He t- he made one catch and you know. The, and uh and monetized it great yeah. great for him but you know you can put obj's numbers beside a guy like marvin jones jr and you know if you do the re- the resume test you'll be like oh well, i'll take the marvin jones uh, the blind resume i'll take marvin jones jr over odell beckham jr you know like <laughs> this is how bad odell has been since 2018 in the nfl so i mean i wouldn't put too much faith in odell um as far as zay flowers didn't watch a whole lot of boston college i believe that's where he came from um you know mark andrews is still the still the guy in this uh in this offense but you know 
they, if they're going to sling the ball, they're going to need some help, you know, and they have to throw the ball because Lamar, he has not stopped. He has not cut down to one pack a day there. So, you know, <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look at the Ravens and uh, I, I think that offense is intriguing. I know you're down on OBJ and so am I, but I still think as a piece that could potentially change up the flow of the offense. I think we saw in with the Rams that if he's not number one, but he's a guy that could take some pressure off of your number one. And I think the Ravens are hoping the number one will be Rashad Bateman um, to where you, you could take the heat off of uh, some of uh, Bateman and could, could make some plays. They certainly paying him uh, a big money deal to, to play at a, at a fair enough level. Um, and as you mentioned, Mark Andrews at tight end, one of the best tight ends in this league, arguably second best behind Kelsey. Um, and then, and then you look at uh, the defense uh, acquiring Roquan Smith. Uh, I, 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 I quite like this, uh, this, this team on paper. I could see them as a strong division favorite. Um, kind of looking at the Browns, really the big storyline with them is uh, Deshaun Watson. Is this the year where, you know, he had the stuff off the field. He gets back on the field. Does not look like the 2018 Deshaun Watson, where it seemed like he was going to be the next big superstar quarterback in this league. Um, now with a year to kind of understand the playbook, get used to his teammates. Uh, can he get back to somewhat close, if not that level uh, for the Browns? Otherwise, I think this is uh, a pretty significant uh colossal failure on the Browns considering the contract that they laid out for this guy. Um, but uh, the Browns, I think it's a big season for them to really put things all together and to be a competitive team in the playoff push. Uh, mentioned Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper still there uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and yeah, Donovan's this is, people's Jones. That's right. An another, another yeah. wide receiver there. Uh, he was, uh, at one point Baker Mayfield's favorite target. Uh, now yeah. with now, uh, he's going to have to hope that, uh, some of those targets, uh, come from Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. But, uh, I look at this Browns team and, uh, they also bring in Elijah Moore from the jets, uh, a guy that, uh, I was high on coming out of college, but never seemed to translate, uh, with the jets. And now he's got an opportunity here to be a wide receiver too, behind Cooper, and potentially turn his uh, his fortunes around in Cleveland could be an under the radar guy uh, to kind of turn his season around um, in Cleveland. But uh, your thoughts on this uh, Cleveland squad? I should mention as well as Darius Smith at defensive end, Miles Garrett, of course, is always somebody uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, that sort of deal. Any other thoughts? The Browns. Well, with the with the as far as Deshaun Watson goes, uh, right now his career is kind of reminding me of the. Uh, trajectory of uh you know of, of mike vick there got into a, got into a little bit of trouble came back kind of rebuilt his image and you know he was really good when he was in, when he was in philadelphia there uh for that short stint so if uh so if uh watson can recapture any of any magic that vick was able to uh he'll be he'll be all right um obviously it's still the browns um uh, you're a loser until you're not you know <laughs> we're gonna put it that way yeah. And you know, it, if you really want to make some money, you can parlay three teams to not make the playoffs every year, and they'll give you really good odds. The three teams to not make the playoffs every year, you should always parlay the Jets, the Browns, and the Lions, because you know 
Those are the three biggest losers in the NFL. So, you know, free free money there. Free um, money. Shockingly, um, the three teams that uh, have a lot of hype going into the 2023 right? season. Right? Like, you're like, why are we all hyping up the losers here? Like, <laughs> is, is this because it's 2023 and we don't want everybody to feel bad? Is that what this is? You know? <laughs> like, like, come on. Um, let them have some hopes and dreams, especially in the case of the Lions fans. I mean, let them have the hope this season, especially uh, Rodgers. We'll um, talk about that once we get there. But, uh, yeah. The, the Brad, like, the Browns are gonna have to are gonna have to do something. Obviously, they can't fire Deshaun Watson. You know they're locked in there uh, for another five years. But as far as that, it's kind of status quo. And this uh, this offensive line isn't uh, they they kind of missed their window, like the Cowboys there when they had when they had Zeke and their offensive line. Or if you hey, if you want to even go more recent, it was like when this offensive line was built for Andrew Luck and then Jonathan Taylor after him, and the Colts still did nothing. Uh, secret, uh, secret side bet, by the way, Colts to finish dead last book it great odds, nice. by the way. Uh, but, um, no, the Browns probably going to finish fourth in this division again, as much as, you know, I have to put faith in Nick Chubb because that's, uh, that, that was the best guy available because I'm not going to put my faith in Saquon Barkley again, because I was the biggest Saquon Barkley hater when he came out of college. I took him one year. And it didn't go well. He tore his ACL. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, and a team I want to bring up as a sleeper team for me that I'm keeping my eyes on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know I that I will never support the Pittsburgh Steelers because <laughs> it bothers me. It, just like the Jets last year bothered me that Wilson was throwing to Wilson. It yes. bothers me that Pickett is throwing to Pickens. Pickens. Yes. <laughs> that's the, That's the only reason. That's the only reason. It, it's bad juju's, you know. Like it's not. It's not going to work. And Pickens is still the third receiver on that team. Yes. He, he doesn't start. He doesn't. He, he doesn't start in two receiver sets. You know, that would go to the wily vet, Allen Robinson, who again had one year and everybody thought he was a thing. And Deontay Johnson has a, a miraculous record that is really, really hard to to break. He had like 150 targets and no touchdowns last year. But uh, crazy. you know. It, you know, a little a little bit of luck and some some Mike Tomlin juice but again a defensive court a defensive coach that cannot figure out the offensive line and the run game we just yes. we got to fit we got to figure it out here you yes know? I and I and I hear all that and I, I should also mention too to help your point that Matt Canada is also still the offensive coordinator Matt Canada is still there yeah yeah blame Canada as South Park once said yeah. uh but uh I I I think there's a lot to like about this Pittsburgh team. I really think there is. I think they could be a sleeper team. Uh, there are pieces that I like. I do like George Pickens. I think he's a guy who could evolve into a wide receiver one. He showed flashes that last season. And I, and yes, as you mentioned, they still have, you know, Deontay Johnson and Allen Robinson. Pat Fryerbooth is a guy at tight end that could take that next step. We, with tight ends in the NFL, it takes a little bit of, of a while to get Preach. them going. And uh, I, I, I am a fan of Fryermuth. I think this could be a year. And I was one of the guys that was enjoying Kenny Pickett and his development. I know you look at the stat sheet and you kind of look at it on paper and you say, ah, this, you know, uh, really not going to uh, turn some heads. But I thought he was getting more comfortable in the system. And a lot of the issues I had really with the Pittsburgh offense was more just play calling wise uh, when it came to Canada. Um, 
But I think the pieces are there. Najee Harris is still uh, in the early part of his running back career uh, with a couple more years to go. Um, and plus, you know, the, the defense, they, they bring in Joey Porter. No, not that Joey Porter that you're familiar with at linebacker. They bring in his son, who's a defensive back from Penn State. Uh, Very good one at that. Very yes, good one. I was, I was kind of surprised he fell as much as he did. I thought he was a first-rounder. And obviously, you have to mention as well on the defensive side, you have to mention TJ Watt as somebody that's going to be a force. Cameron Hayward on the defensive line. Um, you know, I, I there's a lot to like about this team. And besides Canada, but however I, you feel about Mike Tomlin, the guy well, puts I, together winning seasons. I do, but I do believe that Joey Porter is actually the outside linebacker coach for uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe uh, you're correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like hey, Mike Tomlin, he always finds a way to. To get to at least 500, um, he did it again last year with missing his best player. And again, that team is known for defense. But if they can, if they can, uh, if they can slow down Joe Burrow, who is who will just sit back there and pick you apart, no problem. And then they got a chance. Um, it's probably going to be the Bengals one, the Ravens two, the Steelers three, and then the Browns four. That's probably how it's going to look. And uh, it's uh, it's not much different than what we've come to expect from the uh, black and blue division over the last uh, over the last like ten plus years here. So, I uh, was just searching up uh, what Joey Porter uh, Senior has been doing. He's no longer an outside linebacker coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he was actually hired by the San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL. Oh, look Heinz at that! Ward's, to be uh, on Heinz Ward's coaching staff. Uh, Heinz Ward, the head coach of the San Antonio Brahmas uh, for that <laughs> XFL season. So uh, that was what uh, Joey Porter was doing there. Um, yeah, in terms of uh, looking at the division, I, uh, I've i got – it's pretty much the same as yours. Uh, despite me being a little enticed by Pittsburgh and what they could do, I got Cincinnati number one. I got Baltimore number two, Pittsburgh three, and the Browns four. I just don't see it with the Browns in terms of Deshaun Watson turning it around and being this franchise quarterback. I just don't see it. There are pieces in play, but it's 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 just going to be tough. Baltimore is is always a team that will challenge. The big thing will be injuries. Um, and in the case of Pittsburgh at three, as I just sort of laid out, more of a sleeper team uh, to kind of look out for. If things come together, they could be a sneaky wild card team, I think. Uh, and in the case of the Bengals, I mean, again, this is a team that they still have all their core pieces. Uh, one last year, Joe Mixon, uh, and still have a, a pretty elite receiving core head, headed by Jamar Chase. And Joe Burrow is a guy that I think is just an elite quarterback that can win you games and get you to a Super Bowl, as we saw in his second season. Um, and I think that defense for Cincinnati is strong enough to get them into a prominent position back into a, a conference uh, championship game an AFC championship game. Uh, I, I think this is uh, the Bengals division uh, headed into next season. Uh, moving on over to the AFC South, which is one of the weaker divisions here. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, really the only team I felt that progressed and got better uh, was the Jaguars. 
they get Calvin Ridley back from suspension. They make a couple of acquisitions and obviously a lot of hype around Trevor Lawrence coming into this season in terms of uh, his uh, continued elevation to being a superstar quarterback. Um, I look at the other teams, uh, you know, you got the Texans that they're not going to do anything. Spoiler alert. Well, you, know, you, 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 you say that, but you know, you can chalk up at least four, at least four wins in that division. Cause I think they can sweep the Titans. And obviously I think they will sweep the Colts. Um, you know, they, they, they got their pass rusher. They got their quarterback. Um, we will see. They got they got to do something because they can't be in the top five. Otherwise, they just rebuilt the Cardinals in one year. Uh, yeah. So hopefully they rebuild. Uh, like hopefully they can do their do their thing. Uh, uh, as much as they want Tank Dell to be a thing, he's not going to be a thing. So you know, spoiler alert: don't go pick up Tank Dell. Mm. Um, but uh, again, it's probably the Jags' division to lose. I took I took the money. I took the cheddar on. Uh, on Trevor Lawrence to win league MVP, and this is probably a 12-win team. They're not very great on defense, but they can buckle together some defense. And we saw Trevor Lawrence throw 25 touchdowns last year. There's a good chance that he can double that. You know, he can yeah. he can hit the he can hit the fitty burger. So. Yep. It's uh it's kind of amazing how things kind of came together for this squad. Uh again, mentioned Calvin Ridley's uh, coming back on the squad this year. Christian Kirk uh surprised at least me, in terms of his ability to produce at the wide receiver one slot. Uh, Zay Jones in there. Evan Ingram found his hands, and he can catch the ball now at tight end, at least what, from what we saw last season. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned this defense is not going to be something you're going to write home about. But having said that, I, I really do think this is the Jaguars' division uh, to lose. The other teams in this division just do not inspire a lot of confidence in me. Uh, especially no. the case, uh, I mean, the Titans, they've tried to build, like, they're going to try and sell it to you that uh, they're still in a win-now mode. I mean, you still got Derrick Henry, Danny T, and now you got B-Hop. So uh, I, got, I actually have the Titans getting out to a hot start here. The first bet I made this season was the Titans going into the Superdome and upsetting Derrick Carr and the, and the Saints. So, you know, don't be surprised when the Titans go out there and they uh, they they do their thing. They still got uh, they, they they still they still got one more year for Derrick Henry before he before he rides off into the sunset there. Um, but yeah, the Titans probably a probably a five five six win team. You know, the Texans also you know hovering around there. Uh, but uh, drink the cool drink the Kool Aid on the Jags because you know they they are the most stable franchise in there right now. They got they they got the stud quarterback. They got the, you know, they got, they got the running back. They've built up that offensive line and, you know, they're going to make it easier because, you know, when you have a, when you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, you do what you do. And, you know, now they're in, they have one more final year before they have to pay Trevor Lawrence here. So for sure. And uh, looking at the Colts, I'm just going to ask this question. And since you are a betting man, Anthony Richardson, offensive rookie of the year. No, no, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even take it just because the, it's, it, the, the, the money isn't even, the money isn't even worth it. Um, you know, I have one crazy, one of, one of my crazy friends, bet Devin a chain to be, to, 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 to be offensive rookie of the year. Jeez. Uh, but if we're talking offensive rookie of the year, you know, Scott is going to come from the NFC South. It's either going to be Bijan Robinson or it's going to be uh, 
Bryce Young. Um, you know, no, not not a lot of confidence in Anthony Richardson. AR oh no, no, I think I think Anthony Richardson is a clown. You know. Wow. Uh, See, I knew, I do. That's what I was trying to get out of you a little bit. Very, very, very Tebow, very Tebow. You know, very Tebow. Very Tebow. I think he's got better physical traits than Tebow did, especially in terms of arm talent. But uh, I know, I see where you're making that comparison. They both came from Florida. Somewhere between Tebow and Cam. You know, that's uh, that's the sweet spot. Ah, they both come from Florida. They both have the number 15 coming out of Florida. And, oh, this guy, like, he he's certainly a physical specimen, but can he yeah. throw the ball at an NFL level? I see where you're coming from that, with, with that. I think it, it, Anthony Richardson, I think what they're betting on, and I mentioned this on the podcast before with a lot of these guys that are coming into the NFL and becoming more of a dual threat, is that uh, they're going to rely on his ability to run the ball first and let the arm talent and arm developments uh come with it uh as he's oh, nobody's throwing to so he's gonna be running for his life because that offensive line isn't very good anymore you know well he's still got michael pittman i think pittman's still a wide receiver one i know i i think he's a little overhyped but i still yeah. think he's a wide receiver one you never you, you never trust you never trust wide receivers coming out of usc that's that's just the way it is well i guess that's also gonna be a spoiler for our uh nfc uh <laughs> review with uh, jordan addison but uh except for but, jordan addison because because he came from pittsburgh that's right he did come from Pitt yeah. as well uh yeah. so so he's, he's gonna be third, able to he's, he's my third receiver i took him because i took him as the number three because because he uh no he's, he's on the slender side but uh you know somebody's got to catch balls there in minnesota other than jefferson but uh we'll we'll, we'll get to that eventually for sure uh, so not very high on the Colts uh, you are, especially no. in the case of the situation with Jonathan Taylor and where that can, sort of contract situation goes. They can very well finish dead last. Like they can give Arizona a run for their money. Really? Uh, you going that low on the Colts? Yeah. The Colts have done this before, you know? The Colts are very good at sucking. <laughs> yeah, especially, well, definitely post Peyton Manning and post Andrew Luck. Uh, well, they suck, they suck to get Peyton Manning too. They got him first overall as well. Yeah, that's true. That that is true. Uh, yeah, you you had the Jim Mora years there, Jim Harbaugh quarterback. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm saying all this by the way. Also agree with you. I'm not very high on the Colts. I'm not that low on the Colts. I I think in a weaker division, I think they could exchange some wins with some of these guys, especially the Texans. Um, the only, the, I can see, I can see them splitting with. I can maybe see them splitting with the Texans, but you know the the Titans are too well coached, and you know the uh, and we'll see what D'Amico Ryan we'll see what D'Amico Ryan's can do. But you know they they they're not going to compete with the Jags. It's going to be a bloodbath here, Week One, when the Jags roll out. I have the Jags and the over parlayed together, and the over is like forty and a half. So I'm just hoping that maybe they can score like fifteen points, and then the Jags can take over from there. So. Let's move on from the AFC South because I think we both agree that this is the Jags division here uh, to win. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the final division in the AFC. We're going to go to the AFC West, the Las Vegas Raiders, the LA Chargers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the def defending Super Bowl champions, and the Denver Broncos. And, uh, you know, a year ago coming into the season, it seemed like this was going to be the super division and we were all saying which one of these teams is not going to make the playoffs isn't that unbelievable 
And now uh, as we you know move on another season, it's uh, pretty clear uh, which teams in, in this division is the juggernaut and others that are maybe on the ascents and then others that are not as good. Um, the Denver Broncos really just going all in. It's like, you know what? We went all in with Russell Wilson. Let's just double down. We're going to get Sean Payton out of well, retirement. Walmart has no choice but to roll back, you know, like, you know, they, they, <laughs> they, they have no choice. They're paying him like how they're paying, like they're paying him a fortune. Uh, but we, so we could probably write off the Broncos, you know, like, uh, they, they have, their talent is starting to get really old, really fast. Uh, and don't don't come at me with Cortland Sutton. We've seen him for like six years. He hasn't done anything. That's probably not going to change. Jerry Judy cannot stay healthy. You know, no, no, cannot stay healthy. Poor Pat Sertan is all out there, all by himself. As for the as for the Raiders, you, you, we can write off the Raiders as well with Jimmy with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing hospital balls to Devontae Adams there. Yes. He's gonna, uh, oh, Devontae Adams gonna be hurt, gonna be hurt. Poor guy's gonna get his head taken off. So really, it comes down to the Chiefs and the Chargers. We know what the Chargers are about. They find ways to lose games every year, yeah. somehow, some way. It's really remarkable how they lose games, especially that Jacksonville game. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I still think of that funny viral video of the guy that fell asleep during the game. He wakes up. Yeah. After laying a big bet on the Jaguars to win, wakes up and realizes the Jaguars came back and won, and the face that he makes, the wide open expression, seeing that the Jaguars mm-hmm. have come back. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was something else. Uh, well, I mean, Denver, this is a big season for them in the case of they're all in, and so they're going to try and be competitive. And and you well, know what? Good, Maybe- good, good luck. You know, when you have a coach that wants to run the ball and no running backs, you know that makes for a very difficult situation. Well, I think Javante Williams is a solid back. He, I know he, he got is, injured last year, but he he's he's a sol- he's a solid back. But this year's this year is a write off for Javante Williams. And uh, not not any hope for Russell Wilson to think that maybe you know. The last year was a bad year. Getting used Dude to is just team. weird. Dude is just weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all about the brand. You uh, think of the brand here. Makes you, uh, may, he, he makes you very uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> certainly a unique character, Russell Wilson, as we've kind of learned. But, as know, the season kind of goes along. By process of elimination, you know, this division belongs to my homeboy. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, just kind of lean into that. I'll, I'll quickly talk about the Raiders here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not confident Josh McDaniels is head coach. Uh, I think, you know, after all this time away, he gets another head coaching opportunity, and this is the output that he was able to put together. I mean, I think we could put to rest the Josh McDaniels can be a head coach of this league arguments. Uh, and having Jimmy G at quarterback, who I think is a downgrade over Derek Carr, uh, certainly doesn't help with that. Feel bad for Devontae Adams. Uh, could they be competitive? Yeah, I think so. I think that defense is good enough to be competitive, but um, this is going to be a tough one. And again, it's on that topic of running backs, uh, you know, you have the question surrounding Josh Jacobs. I believe he signed a new deal, a one-year deal. He, yeah, he signed, he signed the, uh, the extended tag there. Yeah, and so, uh, so you got that hovering around as well, but... Uh, I don't expect much from the Raiders this year. You can't uh, expect you can't expect Jacobs to go down. Three hundred and seventy touches is way too many. If you look at the if you look at the numbers, any running back who touches the ball three hundred and seventy times 
the next year they're just god awful yeah and uh, i don't know if you saw chandler jones kind of blew up on instagram over uh not being able to enter the training facility in las vegas and well those uh, jones boys are angry you know those jones boys all they want to do is fight you know yeah well one of them literally is their job is to fight uh, <laughs> so that kind of comes naturally for that uh jones member john bones jones for those who don't know um but uh yeah it really is a fight between the chiefs and the chargers and I think in the case of the Chargers, they bring in a new offensive coordinator. They get rid of Lombardi, Joe Lombardi, and they bring in uh, somebody I'm familiar with, uh, Kellen Moore, the new offensive coordinator for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I still have that tendency to call them San Diego. I still can't get over it. Um, I think I'm I'm interested to see what Moore is able to do with this unit. Obviously, Justin Herbert, elite quarterback. I don't think there's any. Uh, well, he got uh, the uh, he got them to back up the Brinks truck there. Yeah. Uh, so now, now, paid the, like uh, one. now, now the Bengals are just trying to find money under the couch cushion there to sign Burrow. So, yeah, uh, that's something to keep an eye on. It is the Bengals, after all. Uh, uh, with all the success, it's still the Bengals and uh, and the Brown organization, uh, not Antonio Brown, uh, but uh, the uh, Paul Brown family there. Um, but again. I feel like we say this every year with the Chargers. On paper, you look at this team and it is stacked. You got Herbert. You got Keaton Allen. You got Mike Williams. They draft Quinton Johnson. Uh, Gerald Everett's a solid tight end. Uh, offensive line looks good. The defense looks good. Bringing in Eric Kendricks and Joey Bosa is there. And Asante Samuel Jr. and Derwood James. And Austin Eckler, sure, maybe some... Uh, hostilities in terms of how he's being viewed uh pay wise but uh that's sort of the general theme with a lot of running backs in the nfl um but at this point now with this uh khalil mack i should mention as well but with this team like now it's just like can't lose the key games you gotta show that you can win and uh again i feel you, like you every gotta, year you gotta win you know next next year yeah next year you're probably gonna have to get rid of khalil mack uh so you know with uh justin herbert's new new deal there uh obviously you're gonna keep bosa you're gonna keep derwin james and you're gonna keep rashad slater those are the those are the guys that are gonna be around uh around justin herbert here going forward and they're gonna have to hit on some uh hit on some first round wide receivers there because you can't pay your guys 40 million dollars when your quarterback is making 75 million dollars a year or you know, it's a little bit of hyperbol hyperbolic, but you know, we're 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 in about the range. I think he makes like fifty four and a half or something like that. But yeah, so the time is now for like like many of these guys, you know, like the the Eagles. You know, we'll 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 get to the Eagles, but you know, they're they're they they missed their window as well. You know, ooh, I, I like hearing that as a Cowboys fan. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, this Chargers this Chargers team again on paper they all they look great and. New offensive coordinator, things to be excited about. I still think their head coach is on the hot seat in terms of uh, his ability and his uh, his uh, decision making. Uh, it's something to keep an eye on. Now all of a sudden his name escapes me, but uh, I I can tell you that uh, his he is somebody that's uh, on the hot seat right now to try and produce Brandon something. Staley. Brandon Staley, that's right. Yeah. Um, Came in with a lot of hype uh, as a young, creative, uh, defensive mind. 
uh, willing to embrace analytics and maybe has embraced it a little too much to where some of the decisions are leaving you scratching your head. Um, You'd be playing on all Madden, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and in the case of the Chiefs, you know, it's the Chiefs. Andy, Andy Reid's there. You got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Until you're not, yeah. Exactly. Travis Kelsey's there, knee injury and all. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think really the question for them is they've been able to, uh, with Tyreek Hill gone, they've still been able to get enough production out of their receivers to where it's not noticeable enough where it's gone down. Um, but I, they are kind of taking, they, they love to take some bets here. Uh, Kadarius Tony is a guy that, uh, you would think talent wise might be a wide receiver one, but whether it be just injuries or commitment to the game, just never able to hit the field. So he's somebody that entices a lot of people, including myself to potentially be a wide receiver one. The Chiefs certainly might view him as a wide receiver one, but can he stay healthy? Uh, Justin Ross, they brought in, uh, a couple of years ago through the draft who uh, before he had his injury problems looked like he was one of those guys who was going to be a number one receiver. Rasheed Rice, another guy that they get through the draft in the seventh round. Um, Sky Moore, maybe somebody that takes that next step. Uh, but it's the Chiefs, man. And I think their defense is funny enough, doesn't get enough love sometimes. Uh, I know no, they're, they're, like, they're their best player on defense, but you know, they'll be all I right. was just going to say like, uh, Cam Joe, uh, sorry, Chris Jones is, uh, is, uh, in a contract holdout. We're going to see how that's going to play out and whether he'll get back out on the field as we're recording. Uh, no decision has been made at, as of yet on that, but really at the end of the day, uh, this is the chief's division to win. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100. I think the Chargers will sneak in uh, as a, well, as somebody's a got it. You know? Yeah, you don't you don't think all these teams are going to make it like uh, the year before and all the hype around that when this division uh, was put together last year? Yeah, no, 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 not not. So, uh, you, you might get you might get maybe two teams from this division if the Chargers don't you know be the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And so that's a look at all the teams in the AFC. We're going to move on to the NFC. Let's just start out with the NFC East like we did with the AFC with the AFC East. Let's go to the NFC East. The Washington Commanders, the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles. The floor is yours. Tell me why the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division. <laughs> well, you got to start you got to start off with, you know, somebody's got to win something in the NFC. You know. <laughs> You went through the quarterback. You, you, if you go through the quarterbacks, it is not a, uh, it, it is not good, and it is something that you're just like, oh boy, it's a good thing that there's a lot of talented quarterbacks coming out of college, because the NFC, the NFC needs uh, needs to retool on quarterbacks here. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously you still got the Eagles, but you know the Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers, they just don't seem like they care anymore. You know, they both got their. They both got their Super Bowls. They're they you know they're having fun with their podcast and uh you know and then Jalen Hurts makes a lot of money. You know, so that's always that's always fun. Uh if you want if you want to look at the Cowboys, they got one they got one year left of Dak. Uh otherwise Dak will become the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, which um kind of you know disgusts me to say, but He's got the he's got the team by the Gahonas right now. Uh, if you look at that contract, um, he'll be he'll be an he'll be an a free free agent. They can't franchise tag him again, 
So he he's either going to get the uh, the fully guaranteed contracts from the Cowboys or somewhere else, a la Kirk Cousins. You know, um, but we are putting a lot of faith in C.D. Lamb because uh, you know I, he's my he's he's my he's my boy this year. Uh, if that defense can do anything, then um, Cowboys might be all right. But again, somebody's got to win a division in one of these in one of these divisions in the NFC. You know. Yeah, I uh, I say this reluctantly as a Cowboys fan. I still think the Eagles are going to win this division. I said it last year, and they won it. And not only did they win it, they they got to the Super Bowl. I yeah. think it's going to be much the same this year. Uh, I think this Eagles team is stacked from top to bottom, and what they were able to load up with, especially at running back. Yes, I am aware DeAndre Swift uh, was kind of inconsistent for the Lions. Um, but uh, they bring in Rashad Penny as well. Kenneth Gainwell is somebody that will kind of be flown under the radar. Um, and obviously the wide receiver talent that they have here, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith uh, at each end of the of, of uh, the field. Still top-notch. Yeah, still a top-notch receiving core. Jalen Hurts really took that next step last season and now has proven to be, I would say, easily top 10. Maybe you can make an argument for top five quarterback in the league. Um, well, he's and, the top two in the NFC, so you know, uh, for sure, he is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC. Um, and I look at the defense as well, still a lot of quality starters here. Uh, Brandon Graham continuing on, Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, uh, Jordan Davis, they drafted, um, Nicobe Dean. Which, again, I looked at that draft the Eagles did, I was like, how did those guys fall to the Eagles? I just it, it infuriated me. The, the Philadelphia Bulldogs on defense, bro. That's right. It's the uh, the national championship winning Georgia Bulldogs placing uh, uh, off in the NFC East. But uh, yeah, I, I look at this Eagles team. It is just stacked. And I think they're going to continue their ways. They've got something cooking there in, in Philadelphia. Again, I say reluctantly. Um, I'll save the Cowboys for last because everybody's going to know what I'm going to say about the Cowboys. <laughs> but uh, in the case of the Giants, I think they shocked a lot of teams in terms of their ability to win football games last season and beat the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs, You know, however much that's worth in the case of the Vikings. But uh, you know, I, I think the Giants, they, they found their groove. They kind of got out of the doldrums a little bit. And some of the moves they made in the offseason, I really like the Darren Waller acquisition. I am aware that, you know, he's in he is injury prone. He's somebody that may not see the field. But when healthy, I think he provides a solid option for Daniel Jones uh coming out of there. And I also look in the case of the Giants, you know, they they do re-sign Daniel Jones. Uh I'm still iffy on that. I know he had probably his best season last year uh with a new regime, but I still don't think he's a guy that you can no, build your no. franchise around. Um, you know, there's all obviously the questions with uh, Saquon Barkley, some questions at receiver. Um, but, uh, you know, Darren Waller being in there helps. But they've got a good defense there as well. Dexter Lawrence is uh, at nose tackle is always good. Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, and so the Giants really put it together uh, last season. And then in the case of Washington, they really uh, needed this offseason in the sense of uh, Dan Snyder is gone, ding-dong, the witch is dead. They could finally move on with new ownership. 
And uh, you know, you know, you know who the next owner on the way out the door is. You know, you know who the the, the next witch hunt is. What's the next witch hunt? The next witch hunt is to get Jim Irsay out of there. Yes. Yeah, Jim Irsay is uh, making a strong case of being the worst NFL owner in the NFL. Or, um, it's between him and uh, Bitwell there in Arizona. They they want one of those yes. two guys out next. I will also argue Jimmy Haslam in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, but he 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 makes too much money, and he kind of just you know he's quieted down. You know he had his fun there, and he did you know like everybody does stupid stuff every now and then. But you know he, <laughs> he you know the, the rest of the NFL owners they dug their heels in, and we're not getting any uh, guaranteed contracts anytime soon. You know for sure. Yeah. Uh, in the case of Washington, uh, you know I, I think there are some pieces here. Uh, there, there are players here I quite like. Just looking at it from a non-biased, they're a division rival standpoint. Um, you know, I, I, I got to see firsthand Sam Howell uh, have an excellent game against the Dallas Cowboys last year. Um, and I think he inspires some confidence for this team. They got Jacoby Brissett as a backup in case. Uh, the running backs, you got Brian Robinson and uh, Antonio Gibson. That, they'll probably uh, split the role. Um, Terry McLaurin always is under the radar as a wide receiver, as a wide receiver one. Might um, not play week one. Might not play week one, but no. they've got some good receivers, I think. Like, Jahan Dotson's a guy that I always kind of circle as potentially having uh, a bigger season this year. Uh, and and really... Uh, the only thing with Jahan Dotson is that that production is not sustainable. He went through a stretch where he had, like, five touchdowns in three games, and you're not going to yeah. get that... Uh, you're not gonna get that week in and week out, you know. Even even our even our favorite boys there, you know. Even the the LSU cats, they don't uh, they they don't put up that kind of production. Sure. So you know, he'll you'll you'll see stretches where he goes quiet, and he's gonna suffer from you know. Obviously, Howell isn't a rookie, but you know, for lack of a better term, he is a rookie. He's played one game in the NFL. Uh, you're gonna see him kind of hit the rookie wall and. This team is probably a fourth place team in, in this division as uh, going forward or until further notice, you know, however you yeah. want to look at it. And I think, and I think this is uh, Ron Rivera's uh, final season as head coach as well. For this yeah. So they probably, you know, like Magic Johnson probably wants to be enemy in there. So, you know, they probably brought him in you know, early so that uh, if anything goes wrong, they can just kick Rivera to the curb and, you know, give the, uh, give the interim job to be enemy there to see if he is a uh a head coach or you know and if he if it isn't just the fact that he just is a weird dude that interviews terribly but i feel you on that i interview terribly as well so you know <laughs> it's it happens to the best of us yeah. uh i mean be enemy what do you make of the reports coming out of him being really tough on players and especially in commanders uh players uh over this training camp think that uh i think they gotta realize that uh you know it's, it's okay not to live in 2023 here you know like you know if somebody says something mean to you it's okay you know, <laughs> you know i'll take note of that there's a, there's a quote from a great movie and i think everybody needs this mentality i certainly carried this mentality with me uh need you know the movie the movie dodgeball you know to quote the yes. great ben stiller you know, here at Global Gym, we're better than you, and we know it. You know, you know so. <laughs> also, the uh, famous slogan of MJF, the AEW yeah. World Champion, better than you, and uh, you know it. 
Uh, I will keep note of that. Uh, I will make sure to be mean to you at every turn uh, to really send home a point. Well, it doesn't. Uh, it, do, it, it doesn't work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. All right, I won't. Uh, I won't do that. Then. Uh, no, I. I. You know, it's obviously he's got a style. He's going to be a little bit more tough. He's going to be a little bit more intense. He's going to be somebody that wants to get his message across. And uh, I think. This Washington team kind of needs a kick in the ass a little bit to kind of get them going. And, you know, I think there are pieces here. I like this defense, you know, again, on paper. You know, there's questions about Chase Young and his ability to continue on, what his future will be with Washington afterwards. But uh, I think they'll be a competitive team. I think they could they could split some wins with some teams in this division, especially probably, the Giants. Probably end up at seven wins. Yeah, I, I think mm -hmm. I think they'll be competitive. Um, and uh, of course, saving the best for last, I gotta talk about the Dallas Cowboys now. Look, why are the Cowboys going 21 and 0? Uh, well, I'm gonna tell you why right <laughs> here, right now. Uh, no, so do I think they're winning the division? No, do I think they're making the playoffs? Absolutely, I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think this defense is uh, a defense to look out for. I think this could be, and this was already a defense that everybody was talking about, but. I think they got themselves better drafting Mozzie Smith, helping out with the run defense. Uh, he's going to really help shore up the defensive line. I look at the moves they make. Uh, I'm a big fan of some of the moves on defensive back. So you got Stefan Gilmore, Trayvon Diggs. I hear it. Oh, he gives up a lot of yards against receivers. He's a ball-hawking defensive back. I don't want to hear that stuff anymore. All right? no, he's a riverboat gambler, respect. you know. Put some respect on Trayvon Diggs. No. I they, think the depth is there for sure uh, for Dallas uh, when it comes to uh, the defensive backs, uh, J. Ron Kirst, Donovan Wilson at safety. Um, and you look at uh, the other uh, defensive backs that they have, Jordan Lewis, Deron Bland uh, really came out last year. Really the big question to, well, for me will be, can Dak uh, put it all together? He's got a good receiving core and CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver one, Brandon Cooks, an underrated receiver. I uh, had a lot of thousand yard receiving games, uh, yard seasons, I should say, over the last I'll push couple back years. On that. De De Brandon Cooks is an overrated receiver. No, no, I don't yes, want to hear it. Yes, he's no, very overrated. No. no, how dare you? I will not hear that. No. <laughs> um, Michael Gallup, uh, a solid wide receiver three. How about that? Solid wide receiver three when healthy. Um, and uh, this is going to be Tony Pollard's uh, offense when it comes to the running game. Uh, well, let's see. They invested a lot. They invested a lot. You know, he was uh, he was the only running back that was happy to sign that uh, that uh, franchise tag. Yeah, I think he understood his uh, his his place and uh, like ten million. Hell yeah, I'll take it. Um, and go buy uh, my home, my house. Exactly. And yeah, I uh, you know, offensive line is uh, it's not as strong as it was in years past. Tyron Smith, when healthy, he's good, but he's not on the field a lot at this stage of his career. Um, I like Tyler Smith. I think he's the guy who could slide into that left tackle role uh, if Tyron gets hurt. Um, obviously, Zach Martin still playing at a high level. Tyler Biotis, a decent enough center. Terrence Steele getting a new big money contract. Good for him. Undrafted right tackle. I was very critical of him in his first season, but he's really grown at the tackle position, especially at the run, uh, at run blocking. Um, it, to me, the question with this offensive line is the depth. Uh, they bring in a Sim Richards, 
Um, Josh Ball is injured, but he was not somebody that was really developing a lot. New tight end, uh, you know, they're going to go with Jake Ferguson as the starting tight end. They bring in Luke Shoemaker a little bit high in the draft, a little bit of a reach in the second round, especially with some of the other tight ends that were available at that point. Um, but uh, I look at this team and I see them being very, very competitive in the NFC and a very weak NFC uh, and uh, making it to the playoffs. Maybe not winning their division because the Eagles are in it, but still a team that will be competitive uh, going to the playoffs. Well, somebody's got somebody's got to win something, you know. Uh, this, uh, and, you know, the the Cowboys they uh, they are in a good position here to, uh, you know, probably secure that top wild card if they don't win the division. So, so uh, I think we can all agree. I think we both agree the Eagles will win the division. Cowboys number two, Giants number three, and the Commanders at four. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the NFC North. We're going to talk about your team here. I got my gloating in. I got my you know victory laps in and. We're going to talk well, about you know, uh, your Green Bay Packers. Well, you know, uh, unfor- unfortunately, I'm not as a uh, I'm not as a uh, loyal, gung ho, um, blue blood as you there, Gibby. Uh, you know, I am uh, I am loyal to the to the spread, and you know, if you if you, you give me good odds on you know my mother breaking her hip, I'll take that. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's what betting has done to you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, hey, if the odds are there, you got to follow the money, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be if uh, Jordan Love can, you know, deliver the ball. Uh, it's a very young team that spends no money on offense uh, and very little money on defense for that matter as well. Uh, most of their guys are still on their rookie deals on the defensive side of the ball. Um, uh, you're gonna you're gonna see Minnesota regress. They can't win eleven straight one possession games again. You're gonna see you know you're gonna see the Lions remind everybody that hey we are still the Lions. So you know put some respect on our name. You know like like, like we do there. You know uh, as everybody's favorite lovable losers. And then Justin Fields can Justin Fields be something in the NFL to this point in his career? He hasn't shown that he can. Uh, whoever loses week one is probably the two quarterbacks going head to head in week one are probably going head to head for their NFL careers because there are so many talented quarterbacks coming out of the, coming out of this draft class. Um, you know, they gave, they essentially gave Jordan love a franchise tag. So we'll see it. We'll, we'll see what he, we'll see what he can do. But, uh, this, uh, this team is probably going to run through AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. He, I don't think Aaron Jones has another season left in him. I think you know. I think you're going to see a lot more of AJ Dillon than people care to admit this year. Hmm. There you go. Interesting from the Packers standpoint. Uh, well, they're going to have to hope that the generational quarterback trend that the, the Packers were able to land on first with Favre and then Rodgers uh, continues on with Love. Um, and uh, you know what? In recent appearances he made, he showed some glimpses of being solid enough. So now this is going to be a big prove-it season for Jordan Love. Um, The thing with that, again, the thing with that Shanahan offense is you don't need to read anything. It's put the ball where I tell you, and you'll be all right. So It's very true. And uh, I think in the case of Jordan Love, if they keep the offense simple, I, I think the real big thing will be, you mentioned they got some young receivers there, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs are two guys that, uh, you know, showed some success with Rodgers last season. 
um, I thought, especially Watson. But I think they had to take that next step and establish some chemistry with uh, Jordan Love. I think that defense is pretty solid uh, for what they are. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jair Alexander at uh, defensive they back. Have something like seven first round picks on that defense. Green Bay has always been a uh, a team that invests heavily on the defensive side. Um, but if you're asking me today, I could not tell you who's going to win that division. I mean, I guess Green Bay can win it. No. Uh, uh, I guess probably, not, not, not a ringing endorsement there. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess they could win it. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. You know, golf might be the best quarterback in the con in the conference. Um, but they, they put the lines on prime time too much and that's going to, that's good. That's going to hurt the Lions' performance there. So give me green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, and Chicago. Ooh, Minnesota at three. Yeah, Minnesota at three. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll say this with the other teams first. Kind of looking at Detroit, a lot of hype around this team in terms of uh, acquisitions they made. Uh, drafting Jameer Gibbs that high in the first round, obviously they think very highly of him, but very rare to see a running back go that high in the first round. Um, they're going to hope that Amon Ross St. Brown takes that next step as a wide receiver one, which I think he will. Um, Goff is somebody that I used to joke was kind of a bridge quarterback. And in some ways I still think he is, but I think he's better. He's a high level bridge quarterback. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that as well, breeding in Hendon hooker in the draft, it's just sort of as a insurance, uh, of the backup slot, they bring in Teddy Bridgewater as well. Uh, and, Obviously, Marvin Jones uh, on the receiver. They they bring in Sam Laporta out of Iowa. A lot of hype around him uh, and uh, out of that tight end class uh, last season, uh, this past draft class, I should say. Um, and uh, you know, you look at the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is a guy that uh, I I think will continue to be uh, a factor on the defensive line. So I think there's a lot to like with this line squad. When it comes to the Bears, I'm not as hyped up as other people are about the Bears. I'm still iffy on Justin Fields. I know he ran a lot, but uh, you know he's finally got a wide receiver one. And uh, arguably, I mean, DJ I mean, DJ Moore has three touchdowns left in him this season because he he wasted one of them on the preseason. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, no. not not very high on DJ Moore, uh, as you can tell there. Um, Cole Komet, though, I think is a solid tight end. Um, and uh, the running back situation is interesting. They're going to go with Khalil Herbert. Um, and then I just look at this uh, this this Bears squad, and it really is going to have to come down to can Justin Fields put it all together and take that big next step uh, to be uh, not only a guy that we saw last year could run the ball really well and create plays with his feet, but can he also throw it? And they have tried to do that with some of the wide receiver acquisitions. Chase Claypool at the deadline uh, last year. Um, and trying to get better on the offensive line as well. Um, so there, there there, are things to like about the Bears, but I'm not as high up on the hype as others are with the Bears. I, I don't see them being going to the playoffs this year, certainly. Um, and I am higher on the Vikings than you are. Uh, I, I know the Vikings, like... They also similar to the Chargers, where they just have a rep. Uh, but I think talent-wise, this is certainly a team 
they'll make the playoffs. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is solid enough to get them there. Um, I like Jordan Addison. I uh, I I like TJ. Well, you know, Kirk, well, you know, Kirk Cousins is uh, he's he's about ninety five percent of every NFL coach's uh, favorite quarterback in the league. Like if you like, he he is going to have a bidding war when his contract is over at the end of the season because everybody knows, uh, he's the per he's the perfect quarterback for that Shanahan offense where you know you put the again put the ball where I tell you, and everything will be all right. He's he could very well end up being the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers next season, but yep. you know if you if you get together with like with a Matt Lafleur with a Kevin O'Donnell Sean McVay. And go down the list. If you get together with any of those guys and you have a beer with them and you get a beer in them and you ask them who their favorite quarterback is, they're going to tell you it, it, it's Kirk Cousins, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, they do move on from Dalvin Cook and they're going to rely on Alexander Madison to be the every down, uh, at least part of running back by committee, the lead of that running back committee. Um, and uh, so I think there's things to like in that defense is still solid enough to to do some damage and uh look I, i'm aware a lot of the one possession games last year with the vikings and obviously the disappointing exit in the playoffs for them last year but i still think there's a team that could win this division i've got vikings one lions two packers three bears four uh that that's how it looks like for me um i i think this is uh as good a year as any for the Vikings to figure everything out and get themselves at least into a divisional round uh, with the, with the division wins. So um, yeah, I, I, I've got the Vikings winning this uh, division and we'll move on over to the NFC South, the weakest division in my mind in football. Uh, I don't think you're alone on that one. Yeah. New Orleans saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, so weak, in fact, I really think it could be anybody's division, depending on okay, how you're, the you're accidentally going to win this division, is what it comes exactly. down to. For, like, for, for some reason, because you can make a case that any of these guys can accidentally win the division. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you if Bryce Young is if Bryce Young can can play the, at the level he played at Alabama, then you know the Panthers will be fine. If Derek Carr is, still has anything left in the tank, then the Saints will be fine. If Bijan Robinson can keep the ball out of Desmond Ritter's hands, then the, the Falcons will be fine. You know? Yeah. And who did I forget? Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, you know. yeah. Well, I guess I guess you can't really make a case for them, but you know. If Baker Mayfield is able to tap into his Oklahoma Sooners days and is able to find a connection with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, maybe there's something there. But uh yeah, I look at this and like if you had to point a gun to my head on who I think is going to win this division, I would say the Saints, uh, but not by much. I think Carr is is another one of those quarterbacks that kind of gets underappreciated in this league, mainly because of the situation he was in with Las Las Vegas. Um, he's going to go in there. He's got at least Chris Olave. If Michael Thomas finds that form he had a couple of years ago, they might have two really good receivers there. Um, but I think that's a, a, a reasonable enough risk uh, for the Saints squad. Um, you know, uh, Kamara, Kamara is gone for a while. He's under suspension, but once he comes back, he's still uh, a threat uh, with the ball. 
probably on the la latter stage of his career when it comes to yeah yeah he's at that 27 you know yeah in terms of efficiency um mm. but uh you know they'll they'll rely on jamal williams and what he's able to bring um, who's and actually I, I believe older than than uh you would be correct then alvin kamara yeah correct. yeah so. um a guy who he's a nice uh fill the gap running back jamal williams uh certainly a character as we've learned as well um and you know they have tyron matthew at safety and Cameron jordan on the line and mario davis at linebacker and so uh, in terms of uh if very had, upset with them though they didn't give darius guys a chance to make this team no no no, no darius guys he he tweet he tweeted he tweeted out he wanted a chance to you know make a comeback to the nfl is that that dude had some bad injuries, you know? But uh, uh, and, among them, uh, for guys, among other things, for guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I look at this and uh, I, I I see the Bucks in last place. Sorry, executive uh, producer of This Is Wrestling, Steve Bunda. Uh, but I see the Bucks. Uh, this is going to be a real big slap in the face in terms of where the Bucks are at. Yeah. Uh, I think they're yeah. finishing last in this division. They're I got going the right back to where the Bucks, the Bucks usually are. Huh? Yeah, but uh, I, I guess, I guess Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, and Tampa. You know, it's they, they, the the winner of this division might be a six win team. Yeah, it really could yeah. be. Certainly, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's uh, it's going to be a real crapshoot. Um, wow. I got the Panthers at three. I think they've got enough weapons in place to at least be competitive. And as you mentioned, if, if Bryce Young shows flashes and can keep his team in it, I don't think his weapons are bad. I mean, uh, they could be better. Like Miles Sanders is a good running back, but could be better. Adam yeah. Thielen is a good wide receiver, but could be better. Yeah. DJ Chark is a good receiver, but I think could be better. Like that's sort of the overall theme. I look, uh, at uh, to Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, Jonathan Mingo, uh, Hayden Hurst, a tight end, solid enough. Um, you know, they the, and the defense is is pretty good. Um, you know, they they this could be a team that could be competitive in that division. Um, I like the Falcons at number two, um, but not a very strong number two. Um, I, to me, it's more can they figure out what they're going to do at tight end with Kyle Pitts. And They're gonna leave him out there and let him do what you know. That guy has a knack for disappearing. And yes. Probably let him do the same thing. Yes, and block. It's like, why are you letting him block? Um, but I, I think the thing that's gonna take this Falcons team is gonna be that running back core. Uh, Bijan Robinson, as you mentioned, Tyler Algier, um, Algier uh, is a solid running back when he played last year. And Cordell Patterson, while much older, at 33, it's kind of a misnomer because he mostly played receiver at the start of his career. Um, so I think he's still got some juice um, to at least be a gadget player uh, for that uh, Falcon squad. Um, Desmond Ritter, obviously some questions on his ability. Um, they got Taylor Heineke as a backup in case. Um, and I think Heineke is solid enough to come in and fill if need be. But obviously, they're confident in Desmond Ritter. I am a fan of Drake London as a wide receiver one. I think he's going to take that next step uh, this season to be a, tar a primary target. We um, don't believe in USC receivers in this part in, in these parts of town. I know, I know, I know. You don't be believe, 
but I believe. Um, and uh, uh, USC receivers are not number one receivers. I will say though, they they did make some acquisitions on defense. Calais Campbell on the line, Jesse Bates, uh, bringing in AJ Terrell, uh, Bud Dupree. Um, you know, there's there's some good players here, Jeff Okuda, uh, and so I, I think this could be sneaky good. Uh, and uh, uh, scratch AJ Terrell, by the way. I don't know why I mentioned him. I think I just said his name. You can just edit that later. Yeah, that's that's all good. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, in terms of uh, the Falcons, I think I could, I could see them at number two if everything kind of goes right. And then the Saints, yeah, I, I think out of all these teams has the strongest chance to uh, win the division. Uh, it's going to be a matter of if Derek Carr is who I think he is, which I think he is, um, I think they'll be able to put it, put it together and get some wins and win this division. Yeah. Uh, and we'll move on over to the NFC West, the final division in the NFC. Uh, an up and down division. You got some highlights like the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks from last season. Then you've got the LA Rams who are kind of in this weird spot right now in terms of where they're at as a team. They're another you got the Cardinals. Horse. They're another dark horse to take on the Cardinals for that uh that first overall pick, you know, yeah. keeping keeping Caleb Williams in Cal- in California would be uh yeah. fantastic. Um would work as well. As far as as far as this uh as far as this division goes, we don't believe in Brock Purdy, so we are going to rank these well, we don't believe in Geno Smith either, but we are going to rank these Seattle, San Francisco, Arizona, and the Los Angeles Rams uh, as far as that goes. Because you know, as bad as the uh, as bad as the Cardinals are, they got a doofy they got a doofy little head coach there who just cannot give a speech. You know, yeah, like, who I took the that. who took the bus here? You know, like, well, <laughs> yeah. well, like uh, ju- judging by the way you're talking to us, I think you took the bus here. You know, that little yellow bus. <laughs> Jeepers, yeah. creepers, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the the Niners are the Niners are stacked. But again, the Niners play too hard. They're cut. They're hurt all the time. Geno Smith, he's got some. He's got some nice little guys to play with there in Metcalf and Lockett, who I doubt every year. And every year they keep churning something out. And uh, and Jigba is exactly what Geno Smith likes. You know, some somebody you can dump it underneath to and make them and let them go make a play. So. And he's got two solid running backs as well. So don't be surprised if you see Seattle dethrone those uh, the San Francisco 49ers. They had a chance to do it last year, but they got hurt and fell down the stretch. So they just added more depth, and they just hit another home run in the draft. So Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to switch around the order a little bit. I am going to go 49ers number one um, because of how stacked that team is and how – uh, they're just able to find talent. I know that the 49ers have taken a lot of heat, especially the last couple of weeks in terms of the Trey Lance trade and trading them over to the Cowboys. They gave up three first rounders to pick them up and uh, not able to get a lot out of them. They trade them to the Cowboys for a fourth round pick. Um, and I saw a lot of criticism of the 49ers. And having said all of that, I think this is still a strong team that has some really good depth. Uh, I'm hesitant on Purdy as well. Like he showed some real good games. Certainly, I think out of the quarterbacks that they have here, he should be QB one. But just remember, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with the San Francisco 49ers won his first seven games as well. 
That's true. You are correct on that front. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having said Rock all that, he's going to be Mr. Irrelevant once again here. Once uh, <laughs> really live up to the name. We 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 got some game tape on him, so people are going to come at him. You know. Yeah. Well, does Sam Darnold inspire any confidence if he were to come in and fill? No, I really, I really just don't like USC, man. Yeah. <laughs> Not a big fan of the University of Southern California. You're probably one of those people that's like Reggie Bush should not get his Heisman Trophy back. Well, no, see, I really like Reggie Bush. You know, or, or like I think it's I think it's absolute horseshit that they stole it. You know, that they took you know they 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 took it they took his little, little trophy there. You know, as long as he I keeps agree. the money, that's all that I you know. <laughs> yes, but, yes, uh, that I agree with. Um, ha- but again, having said all that, I-, I think this is such a stack team. Uh, Debo is still very good. Christian McCaffrey, yes, I is know he's he very prone. Is yeah, Debo I, really good? I think he is. I think he's especially in this offense, I think he could like, still be not, dynamic. Like, we've seen one we've seen one really good year from him when they when they ran out of running backs, but that was by necessity. As a wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk is a much pure uh, much much pure wide receiver you and see, all other wide receiver. You see what you were mentioning with uh Cortland Sutton uh, being off of that train, I'm off the Brandon Ayuk train. Sure, I'm done. sure. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Brandon Ayuk and how he could really take that next step. I've been hearing that for like years now. At this point, not as long a career as here we from, go. Yeah. I, 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 I've had enough. Uh, he, get, he, gets, he gets one more year. Yeah, you know? that's it. He does. Uh, but Trent Williams on that offensive line still the best left tackle in football, I would argue. Um, and. Uh, you know, there is questions about uh, uh, Bosa, Nick Bosa, uh, in terms of his ability to uh, negotiate to the contract and, and show up to work. <laughs> um, that is going to be something that's going to be a factor. But they still got Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw at the linebacking core and Talanoa Hufanga uh, at safety is a great safety. I still think this is the 49ers division here. I do like the moves the Seahawks made, though. I know, you know, if you were to tell me a year ago that Geno Smith is the guy to build around, I would have laughed at you. He's but he had a good guy, but you know, we'll get it. We'll, yeah. <laughs> but he's still somebody that, uh, you know, he got paid. And uh, there's, if, there, if, it, Seattle, if Seattle ends up in the position to drop Sanders, that would be a very good, a very nice place for, yes. for, for Sanders to go, you yeah? know? For sure, for sure. I love the Jackson Smith and Jigba pickup for them. I think it fits perfectly in their receiving core. Uh, we'll have to wait know, until Metcalf, at least week two. Yes, um, but Metcalf and Lockett are still solid receivers. Kenneth Walker, I know they brought in Zach Charbonnet uh, in the draft, um, but I still think Kenneth Walker is, is somebody that's going to be a dynamic running back for them. And the defense uh, surprised many last season, and now they're bringing in Jamal Adams. Yes, I know he's gone for a little bit. Uh, Bobby Wagner. Um, but I'd like the Seahawks squad to sneak in as a wildcard team once again and uh, and and make some noise. I, I think they overachieved last season, and I think they've gotten better on paper uh, to really do some damage. And uh, I like the Seahawks squad. Um, the Rams, for me, like the Rams are so tough for me. I think this is a, a team where I could see them being, as you mentioned, in that Cardinals position where 
Oh, they you know, hey, they, you know, they they sold out for the bowl and they and they they, they got yeah. it, but now they got to cash that check, you know. So yeah, they, we've already seen them stripping away parts of their team. If this team is like, if this team is like one and whatever by by Halloween, you can you can see that you can see them trading Aaron Donald, you know. Yep, you totally so. see it. Well, if if Donald even stays in the league, he's already got his Super Bowl. He's it seems like he's got one foot out the door when it comes to retirement and oh yeah um and 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 you could also argue that with uh Sean McVay as well in yeah. terms of uh him Stafford so uh I don't know what else there is really with this team I think they'll be competitive enough I guess Cooper Cup is still very much a question mark uh when it comes to his availability uh but uh, the Cardinals, I mean, what else can you really say about the Cardinals? I mean, just an absolute dumpster fire right now. Uh, oh, yeah. And have been for a while. Um, as you mentioned, Jonathan Gannon's not really inspiring a lot of confidence, uh, speeches and all. Um, you know, it's bad when uh, the starting quarterback is the quarterback you acquired after uh, the preseason. Uh, it, it sounds like he will be, it will either be Dobbs or Clayton Toon, a fifth round. Probably going to be Toon. Probably tune, um, wow. but uh, still does not inspire a lot of confidence as Kyler Murray is out. Um, you know, James Conner, like under the radar, went back to some, some good production last season. Um, Marquise Brown is now going to be the wide receiver one, I would imagine, uh, with D Hop no longer uh, in Arizona. Um, Rondell Moore, another guy that's kind of under the radar. Zach Ertz. Too small. Um, can't, be a, can't be an NFL player. Well, there you go. Uh, no. and, and, uh, I, I also look at the defense and getting rid of Isaiah Simmons, a former first round pick for a seventh rounder. I mean, fire sale, uh, this is just a giant fire sale. This is not a good team. This is gonna be a rough season. If you're a Cardinals fan, uh, Buda Baker has indicated he wants out, not looking good if you're a Cardinals fan. So, uh, I got San Francisco winning the division. I got Seahawks coming in as a wild card team. And then the other two teams are teams that uh, I think it's going to be a rough season for them. Yeah. All right. And that's it. That's uh, at least for our preview of the upcoming season, both from the NFC and AFC perspective. Uh, to wrap things up here, we're going to give our prediction for week one. This is a much anticipated segment on the show. Uh, what are our predictions for week one of the NFL? We're going to start with the Thursday night game. It is the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Detroit Lions. Prime time on Amazon Prime. Uh, I want to hear your pick, uh, betting-wise, and uh, your overall pick uh, between well, the Lions and the Chiefs. Here. So, uh, so definitely, definitely taking the Chiefs. Uh, I've already done that. It looks like uh, money's starting to come in here on the Lions because this opened up at a six and a half point spread and it is now dropped to five and a half. Uh, you know, so there are believers out there in the lines. I don't think it matters if Travis Kelsey is out or not. This is a, this is a defense that was atrocious last year at home and on the road, but uh, especially on the road, this team was not good. They averaged less. Uh, they averaged significantly less points on the road and, you know, they're not ready to go into the, into Burrowhead and take on, my homeboy. So give me the, give me the chiefs on the, uh, give me the chiefs minus five and a half. 
Also picking the Chiefs, uh, there's a lot to like with this Lions squad, and I think this will be more competitive uh, than some are giving it credit for, but it is the Chiefs. They're going to come ready, prepared. Uh, kneecaps be damned in the case of the Lions. Uh, I got the Chiefs uh, winning the Thursday nighter. And we'll get into the Sunday slate of games at the 1 o'clock uh, set of games. We'll start with a division matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. So I got the uh, I got the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know the Bengals. They don't uh, they they don't play in the preseason. Now Burrow's coming off that injury, which I'm not too overly concerned about. But uh, Burrow has actually shockingly only beat the Browns one time in his career, and uh, and uh, you know the money right now. The public is on is uh, is is starting to bet the underdog here. About twenty four percent of of tickets that have been cashed are, are all are on the Browns. So let's, uh, let's, let's give them, let's give them some love early here. They're not going to win the division, but they certainly are going to win this game. They're at home and the dog pound will be, uh, will be a rambunctious place. I'm also picking the Browns. I, uh, I was getting ready to be like, this is my, uh, one of my shocker picks, but uh, on that same tune about the Bengals, they also are a team that doesn't generally get hot to start off the season. Uh, we've noticed with Burrow, and so I think that's going to continue here with some of the factors that you laid out here as well. Um, I've got the Browns beating the Bengals here uh, to start off week one, a little bit of a surprise uh, pick uh, to start things off for week one. Let's go to the Texans and the Ravens, your pick. Uh, I think we can, I think we can all agree that this is going to be a smash. This is the biggest spread of the week. And uh, right now it's Baltimore minus 10. So uh, the public is saying that it is going to be a smash grab and we don't see any reason to believe that the Houston Texans can even compete. Uh, if you really do think that they can have an outside chance to win, then bet the money line. Cause you're getting almost, you're getting 4.9, which is really hefty. But uh, at this point in time, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens are obviously the play here. Yeah, I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, I I think this is an easy play as well as you mentioned. Uh, I think they're going to set the tone here early, and I I think they're going to be pretty dominant against a Texans team that's continuing to rebuild a very young squad. Um, so I got the uh, Baltimore Ravens winning that one. Uh, the Buccaneers and the Vikings, your pick. Bucks and the Vikings. So we're right now we're sitting at Minnesota minus six at home uh, with the over at 45 and a half. So we, so Vegas is thinking that uh, there are going to be some points scored here in this game. Uh, I I wouldn't take the Vikings to cover that spread. I would have to, uh, I'd have to buy some points there. Um, but uh, the Vikings are, the Vikings still have the superior talent on this team. Kirk Cousins will be ready to go. And Mike Evans is a disgruntled player right now. Give me the Vikings at home. Yep. I'm also going to pick the Minnesota Vikings to uh, get the victory here, uh, set the tone here for their season. Uh, I think it'll be a one-score game because of the Vikings, and uh, they'll make things interesting. Um, but uh, I think the Vikings will pull away on that one. Another divisional matchup, the Panthers and the Falcons, your pick. I can't believe that somebody is gonna have to be one and zero in this uh, in this tier <laughs> thing. You know, early on I was uh, high on the Panthers, but the more you look at it, the more 
you're just flipping a coin. Vegas has this as a low scoring game at 39 and a half points. So they really don't believe in Bryce Young and that receiving core. And Atlanta probably has the best player on the field for either team uh, in Bijan Robinson. So uh, they're not going to cover the four points, but uh, but take the free take the free money if you want to parlay it with something. Take the take the Falcons on the money line. Very nice. Uh, I'm also going to pick the Falcons here. Uh, I think they're going to overwhelm them with some of their rushing attack uh, to start off. And I think uh, we're going to see some uh, rookie jitters here from Bryce Young in his first game. Uh, I'm going to pick the Atlanta Falcons to uh, get the victory. Cardinals and Commanders, your pick. We got a we got to see minus seven. We got a, a touchdown favorite for Washington here uh, at home. And there's no reason to believe in the Cardinals. You know, they are collapsing for Caleb. So, you know, let's just let's just take Washington. Yeah, I'm also going to pick Washington. Pretty simple here. It's going to be tough to pick the Cardinals at any point this season to win a football game. It's been it really be, tough. It might, be the, it might be the only time that you can take Washington in Survivor. So if you are a Survivor yeah. player, then, you know, obviously you're pretty savvy enough to know that Washington is the play here. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, divisional lineup, uh, lineup here between the Colts and the Jaguars. Your pick. Colts and the Jags. Uh, this was the first bet that I made all year. Uh, the Jags are a minus four and a half favorite at uh, on the road. So that really shows you what Vegas and the public is thinking about about Indy and that they're not very good. Um, again, uh, there's no reason to take the Colts at all. They're they're right there with Arizona. So give me the Jags. Yeah, I'm picking the Jags as well. Uh, I I expect actually a big game here of Trevor Lawrence. I think this is going to be a big coming out game to start things off, set the tone for the Jags. I think they'll see a connection between he and Calvin Ridley uh, almost right away. Um, I'm going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars here to get the victory. 49ers and Steelers, uh, your pick. So uh, this one might be a trap, but right now, uh, right now Vegas is laying out a minus two and a half point. Uh, 49ers minus two and a half, so they are the favorite going into Heinz Field, which is always a tricky place to play, especially going clear across the country. Uh, I, I do have to back the 49ers. I backed the 49ers with the over. I parlayed that at 40 and a half. Um, so they're without George Kittle, but that just means that you can funnel more targets to those disgruntled wide receivers that we talked about earlier in Debo and Brandon Ayuk. And, you know, you still have two very solid running backs back there. So if, as long as they can keep T, as long as they can keep Purdy upright, I see no reason why they can't win here. Yeah, this is a tough one for me uh, because of the factors that you laid out, but I am going to pick the 49ers here to get the victory over the Steelers. I think it's going to be very close. I think it'll be a back and forth. I see this as a low-scoring game, uh, but I'm going to have the 49ers get the slight edge here uh, over the Steelers. And the final 1 o'clock game, the Titans and the Saints, your pick. We got to the Saints as a minus three favorite here, uh, field goal favorite. The the line av uh, actually opened up at uh, minus two and a half, so the public is leaning heavily towards the Saints. I, however, do not think that the Saints can come out and defend the defend the Superdome early on. Uh, Derrick Henry still has one more left in him, and I think he's going to run all over that defense. And Dennis Allen, just quite frankly, isn't a very good coach, so. 
That's fair. That's fair. I am still going to pick the Saints. Uh, I am not high up on this Titans squad. Uh, I, I think a lot of the stuff that they're trying to sell you on still being competitive is patchwork at this point for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think the Saints squad, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Olave uh, appears here in this game and his if he can establish a connection with Carr. Uh, I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints in that one. Into the 425 p.m. window, we're going to go to the Raiders and the Broncos, your pick. Let's see what we got here. We have the Broncos, a minus four favorite, and they may very well end up winning this game here at home. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he throws hospital balls, you know, so you are going to see receivers leave that game early and often. Uh does Russell Wilson have anything left? Probably not, but uh, somebody does have to win this game. So I'm going to take the better coach, and I'm going to take uh, Sean Payton at minus four and a half. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of my line of reasoning for picking the Broncos as well. I think coaching is going to win them this game. Uh, for all we can say about Payton, it, will he still have it in the modern-day NFL? Uh, I still think he's a better coach <laughs> than uh, uh, Josh McDaniels. And so... Uh, whatever happens with Russell Wilson, as long as he plays a passable game and the other players surrounding him uh, play good enough, I think they could beat this Raiders squad. Uh, Eagles and Patriots, your pick. So this is my upset alert of the of the weekend. I actually have the Patriots covering the three-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, do they win outright? Possibly. They might actually win outright. Um, you know, the Eagles are coming off that Super Bowl hangover. There's still guys that are injured. And uh and uh if anybody doesn't know, the goat is in the building. Tom they are they are retiring Tom Brady's number 12 in New England, so it's going to be a raucous crowd. Give me the Patriots. Interesting pick. I'm still going to pick the Eagles. Uh I I think this Eagles squad is going to Make a statement here against uh, this Patriots team. I like your reasoning. I like uh, the GOAT Tom Brady showing up and potentially uh, being a motivator uh, for this Patriots squad. But I think this Eagles team is just way too good. Uh, and so I'm going to pick the Eagles over the Patriots here uh, in this Mac one. Jones will be a better quarterback after this game. Wow. After this game, Mac Jones will be a better quarterback. He's going to pick the pick the brain of the GOAT and, you know, the uh, – the kid is smart, you know. Yeah, he, he uh, I believe he had like a 4.0 grade point average there at Alabama. So smart kid. Uh, yeah. and we'll move on to the Rams and Seahawks. Your pick. We got Vegas uh favoring the Rams at home. Uh, excuse me, the Seahawks at home by minus five and a half. Uh, touchdown does seem reasonable here. Like we said, uh, the Rams, they're one of my top three picks to actually be dead last in the league and get Caleb Williams there. Um, they, the Ram, the Seahawks won't cover the spread, but they can take care of the Rams easily. So I would take the, I would take the Seahawks on the money line. It's not worth it, but I would take it. Yeah. I'm also going to pick the Seahawks here to get the victory. I, uh, I think this is just a strong team uh, that's going to really take it to the Rams. Uh, I think this is a really weak Rams squad. Uh, I'm going to pick the Seahawks here to get the victory in that divisional matchup. Uh, another divisional matchup, the Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Chargers, your pick. That's not a divisional matchup, bro. Oh, sorry, my bad. I, <laughs> I was looking at the Packers and Bears. 
Uh, Miami uh, Dolphins said uh, San Diego Chargers. Los Angeles the, Chargers. We got, the, uh, we got the Chargers minus three favorite here at home and, you know, traveling across the country. Uh, unless the Chargers charge, I don't see any way that uh, the Dolphins, you know, just come out here guns a-blazing at uh, 10 at, uh, at, I guess, what would it be their time? Four, uh, 7 o'clock their time? Mm-hmm. Uh, Char- Chargers and Herbert here. They're the play. I'm thinking the Dolphins. I, uh, I, I think the Dolphins are a team that's going to go out there and make a statement. I think that defense is going to overwhelm uh, the Chargers and surprise them uh, with Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator. Uh, I, I, I really like this Dolphins squad. Uh, I think they could do a surprise this Chargers team. I'm going to pick the Dolphins here uh, over the Chargers. Um, final matchup of the 425 slot. This time a divisional matchup. It's the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Your pick. Uh, so the Bears are favored minus one and a half at home. This actually opened up at a minus two and a half spread. So the public is showing the Packers some love. Obviously, they liked what they saw in uh, in preseason. Jordan Love was not not only not sacked during the preseason, he was not pressured during the preseason. Uh, so that offensive line, obviously very good because that's exactly what the Packers do. Um, Hell, Whoever loses this game loses their NFL career. Uh, I guess give me Jordan Love on the road. There you go. Jordan Love on the road. Uh, I am also going to pick the Packers here to uh, beat the Bears. Um, I'm not as high up on the Bears team as others are. Um, I think Jordan Love will uh, play good enough to where uh, the Packers will continue their dominance over the Bears, um, and I think they're going to win this one. Uh, we're going to move on to the Sunday night football game. And I don't know if you are aware of this, Danny T, but I myself will be in attendance for the Sunday night football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. I'll be making the trip down to East Rutherford, New Jersey to watch both these teams face off at Sunday night football. Right. Uh, so I, so uh, I want to hear your pick. And I don't. And before you pick, just understand I will be there. And I want to go in there with a good mood. All right. Well, you know, fortunately, uh, fortunately, Vegas has the uh, Cowboys as a minus three and a half favorite, which they always do because you never want to actually bet a minus three and a half. You always just because you know, like you're always going to get pro lined, um, you know, and they always want people to believe in the Cowboys. Uh, but in this case, you the Cowboys can easily win this. Uh, they have they have the best wide they have the best wide receiver on the field, they have the best quarterback on the field, they don't have the best running back on the field, but uh, their their interior line is uh, solid enough that they will give uh, they will give the Giants a run for their money at home. Yeah, and uh, I as again somebody that will be there in the stands watching this game happen. I want to see you with your giant foam finger. Yeah, I will be. I will try and get myself on camera with a giant foam finger. No guarantees. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. Let's go, Cowboys. How about them, Cowboys? Oh, it feels good to say that. Cowboys winning this one, uh, the Sunday Nighter. And then we'll wrap things up with a Monday Night Football game. The Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets in a divisional matchup. Your pick. Are you going to be there for that one, too? No, I will not be there for that one. No, <laughs> uh, Bills are my are favored minus two and a half. So Vegas uh, thinks that it's going to be a close game. 
they get given them the field goal, the Bills Mafia, they always travel well. And uh, that, that field is going to be unpredictable because they are playing back-to-back games on that, which is something that doesn't happen very often at uh, MetLife Stadium. But uh, the Bills the Bills go in there and uh, they, they, they rectify the situation with, uh, with Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. And probably open up a can of whoop ass on the uh, on the New York Football Jets. Yep, I'm also going to pick the Bills here to get the victory. Uh, I think this is a strong team. Uh, I could just see it play out right now in the media. They lose this Monday Night Football game in prime time. The New York Jets do, and all the questions come out: Is is Aaron Rodgers the guy in New York? Is he the guy after one game? I can already see it. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills to beat the New York Jets. I will not be in attendance for this game, uh, but uh, I uh, predict the Buffalo Bills to get the victory. And that's it. That's it. We were able to make our way through. We got our picks in. We got our preview for the upcoming season. Uh, Thursday night football. Looking forward to that. Uh, yes, sir. It should football be Football is finally here. Thank the Lord. I, uh, I'm glad that football is back. Again, through the fantasy football drafts and uh, – just uh, looking forward to another fun season of the NFL. And like I mentioned earlier, Danny T, I will be heading down to East Rutherford for the Sunday night game. I'm really looking forward to that. That will be my first NFL game that I will see live in attendance. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh, I'm going to get to see Dak Prescott in the flesh live being booed by the New York faithful. It's going to be great. Yeah. But uh, what jersey are you breaking out? Are you breaking out the Witten jersey? Well, I uh, I actually, I'm not one of those guys that usually owns a jersey. I'm more of a hat guy. Uh, so uh, You're going to have to buy I, one at the stadium. No, you're going to have to buy one at a shop because you won't be able to get a, a cowboy jersey at the stadium. No, I was just going to say, I probably not. Uh, if I were to get a jersey, I'd probably get a Micah Parsons jersey. Um, I, uh, I'm going to see. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I also have to be aware that I am in New York and Dal- and let's just say the Dallas Cowboys are not viewed very highly there. If it was Philadelphia, I might not be wearing a, a Cowboys jersey at all uh, yeah. out, out of fear for my life and safety. Yeah. Um, with New York, I, I'm not as much. Philadelphia, definitely. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, no, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to heading down. Uh, I think as well, uh, don't quote me on it, but I think we're also going to go see a Yankees game over the weekend. Right so, on. I know it's not uh, the same peak Yankees of this is probably the worst Yankees team in a couple of decades. Um, but, uh, hey, get to go to Yankee Stadium potentially and, and see for Aaron sure, Judge. For sure. Should be fun. And, uh, yeah, this will be my first time in New York, uh, New York City. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to all of that. And so uh, stay tuned for the podcast next week. I'll be giving my uh, analysis of what it's like to be uh, walking around MetLife and uh, – and the atmosphere and the tailgating and and whatnot uh, that goes on there. Um, really looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I uh, you're going to get full thoughts on my experience at MetLife uh, coming next week, and of course a full breakdown of the week that was week one of the NFL and the picks for the week after. But football, it's back, baby. I love my NFL football. I'll be following along all season long. We'll see how I am at week nine when I'm uh, back on here behind the microphone, breaking down the Arizona Cardinals matchup. Uh, But uh, nonetheless, uh, it's always good to be talking football with you, Mr. Danny T. Uh, Thank you so much for taking time once again out of your day in order to do this. 
Uh, we'll be back each week with a new episode of Gibby's Football Podcast with hopefully new guests each week. Um, Danny T, I'm sure you'll be back on this uh, show uh, in the future as well. Uh, and thanks once again for coming on. Anytime, bud. Any any uh, socials you want to plug? Anything you want to plug or? Uh... No, but uh, you know, Gibby, if you're going down to uh, if you if you are going down to New York, uh, sports betting is legal there. So you know, you yes. should uh, download the DraftKings app before you uh, or the uh, FanDuel <laughs> app before you go. And there get you, you free $75. Uh, they, see, there you go. Uh, <laughs> taking it from the Facebook messenger right out of the podcast, trying to get that $75 promo money. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, nonetheless, thanks so much for coming on, Danny T. We'll talk to you soon. And uh, we'll talk to you all that's listening in next week on another edition of Gibby's Football Podcast.